This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. In a brief moment, we will be joined by Alan True. He covers Midwest recruiting for 24-7 Sports. We will be looking ahead to the first weekend of Big Ten football and the potential recruiting ramifications of some of the marquee matchups of the week. It's rankings refresh week here at 24-7 Sports. We updated the top 24-7 for the 2022 class. So we're going to get into the battle at the top with Texas commit Quinn Ewers, the five-star quarterback from South Lake Carroll, trying to fend off a number of defensive linemen. And we're also going to go inside the crystal ball for a top 24-7 defensive lineman who could be coming off the board pretty soon, so stay tuned to that. We're making a mad dash to 200 reviews on Apple Podcasts, so if you have a recruiting question that you would want answered here on this show by one of our recruiting analysts, please leave a five-star Apple Podcast review with your recruiting question. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. Before we get to Alan True, let's begin with the kickoff. One of the top defensive prospects in the land will come off the board this weekend, and you will be able to see it live on CBS Sports HQ. Five-star defensive back Jaquincy McKinstry is set to announce his decision Sunday at 4.15 Central on CBS Sports HQ. The final three are Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. So it's an SEC battle at the top. Jaquincy McKinstry is the number 24 overall prospect in the 2021 class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. He's also number one among cornerbacks and number one in the state of Alabama. The Crimson Tide right now sit at number one in the 2021 cycle, and they are leading the pack in the 24-7 Sports Crystal Ball projection. So the forecast right now says Alabama. So don't forget, set those alarms. 415 Central, Sunday, October 25th, live on CBS Sports HQ for the announcement of five-star defensive back Jaquincy McKinstry. Joining us now on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is a man who, when he's not breaking news across the Midwest in terms of recruiting, he's known as the Beatbox Don. Alan True, how are you doing, sir? Hey, doing well, Blair. How are you? What's I'm doing well. What's the latest, you know, our listeners might remember that a couple months ago, you brought up the, the topic that your son had taken up beatboxing. What's the latest there? Are, are we going to nationals yet? Man, I think that I had said something back then about how either he's going to take this all the way and, and get way into it and I'm going to end up in Europe with him 
at these places or at, at these events or yeah, in gonna, Amsterdam or Brussels or yeah, you know, one of those. There's some, yeah, some somewhere over there it was they they there's like a mecca over there, or he was gonna forget about it in a week and that's and the second thing is what happened he that's awesome <laughs> he's he's done with it already on to the next thing on to he's still into music and drawing and whatever but there's all kinds of the interests change yeah pretty much every other week he's at that age where you know i remember i used to hop from like comic books to pogs to marbles to you know some something else every every other week um Okay, so maybe next time you'll give us an update on on what what's happening there. In in terms of updates, Alan, we just updated the top twenty four seven for the twenty twenty two class. So it, it's it's been a couple months now since the high school football season kicked off. The first game, as you recall, was in the state of Utah, and they are about to begin playoffs. It's it's kind of crazy to to think about. We were itching and and hoping for high school football for a long time, and now it's you know in some states it's already ent- entering the tail end of that year. But it, it has given us a good opportunity now and, and a good chance to look at film, to evaluate, to compare prospects after an offseason that didn't include the summer camp circuit, didn't include a spring evaluation period. What, you know, from a grand scheme of things and from a, maybe an overlaying look at things, how, how has this cycle differed for you when evaluating a junior class like this 2022 group? Well, the only thing that I think is, is that different is that we haven't played football in some states yet. or you look at some states like we have highly ranked guys in Missouri. And when we started to talk about this group of 22s, uh, those guys hadn't played yet or they'd played one game by the time we talked about this. Whereas in some states they've played, you know, half a season or an entire season by this point, uh, a regular season at least. But I think the good thing for us is that for the most part, when they, when the states that have played have played, uh, it's business as usual. The the football is the same. There's still 11 guys against 11 guys out there on the field. The field's still 100 yards in the film that we're looking at and the games that we've been able to go see. Uh, it's just like any other year. So even though we lost some time and, and some events this summer, I think the season has really allowed us to fill in uh, a lot of what we were missing before. And there were enough events still that we have some verified measurables on some of these guys, um, and, and we have some supplemental film as far as workouts and seven-on-sevens and things like that, that that we were able to back up with the fall film. So I think that's been the nice thing as we've gone up and down the list is that the pandemic really hasn't affected too many guys that we evaluated in the top 247 or guys that we evaluated as candidates for those positions. All right. We are joined by Alan True. He covers Midwest football recruiting for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Alan True. Now, Alan, you know, with the 2022 update coming to light now, uh, people will wonder who's at the top. And right now, that's Quinn Ewers, the five-star quarterback who's committed to Texas. There are a couple defensive linemen uh, kind of chasing him right now, and and I think that's only the start of, of what his career will look like. But uh, can anyone unseat 
Quinn Ewers in your estimation? Because the next update for this 2022 group will be in, in February. It will be essentially after the season or, or during the season for some states, especially out West. I know in California, uh, the season kicks off in January, uh, Nevada and, and other places it kicks off later in, in March. So uh, this cycle is going to be a unique one, but do you feel like there's anyone out there that has a good chance at unseating yours? So, yeah, I mean, there's always a chance. I, I can only imagine this is, my 15th year or so in the industry and I can only really remember Jadavian Clowney as the only number one guy where we didn't have too much of a discussion about one or two there's always other kids out there who there's people on the team who think this guy should be number one or this guy should be number one so it's unlikely that we're just as a team going to unanimously agree on Quinn that said, he's done everything that he's needed to do to hold on to that spot. And this comes after a year, a sophomore year, that was going to be extremely tough to top when you talk about over 70% completion percentage, only three interceptions to 45 touchdowns. And that's the thing about him is he, he not only he's well coached, he's got all the tools and he plays in an offense and a system that's going to highlight his tools. So I have a hard time thinking over the next two years, he's going to do anything that's going to diminish his stock. Somebody's going to have to jump up and and really kind of overtake him. And the guy who moved up the most in this last update was Gabriel Brownlow Dindy from Lakeland, Florida. 30 spots to our number five uh, prospect in the country. He's part of this group of defensive linemen that you said is chasing after Quinn um, in the rankings and maybe chasing after him on the field someday. So Gabriel's a guy who's moving towards um, those elite positions, Shamar Stewart and Walter Nolan, those guys play premium positions, defensive tackle, defensive ends. Those guys go highly in the draft, and, and it's because they're going after another premium position, which is quarterbacks like Quinn Ewers. Yeah, Shamar Stewart, the strong side defensive end, he is up to pa- pass the two dozen offer mark. He's got Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Miami, Penn State. Very high on his list. And then Walter Nolan being a 6'4", 300-pound defensive tackle. He's also got the likes of Florida State, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Tennessee high on his list. Uh, Alan, so the obviously those are some of the, the big names at, at the top of the board. But when it comes to recruiting classes, there have been some schools that are already off to uh, really good starts. Uh, let's start with number 10, Georgia. Uh, you go all the way up to to uh, to number one. So 10 is, is Georgia. Bama will be number nine so far. Uh, number eight is Michigan. At number seven, you've got Notre Dame. Um, at number six, Boston College, which is, I think, the surprise for a lot of people for them this early in the cycle to be a top 10 class. At number five, with with Quinn Ewers leading the charge, is, is number is, is Texas, the Longhorns. Uh, number four is Oklahoma. Number three, Penn State. Uh, number two, Ohio State. And right now, the number one class, I think, coming off of that national championship season and really fueling their fire is is LSU. Obviously, Boston College is a surprise there, but but do you feel like Ohio State, given all the momentum that they have built heading into a, a season, uh, and and obviously being um, you know near the top right now in twenty twenty one, do you feel like Ohio State could be the 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 school that has maybe the most to gain th- this season in terms of twenty twenty two class groups? Well, I think Ohio State 
it, it would be an upset if they weren't a top three to five class. And I think by this point, recruits and parents of recruits and high school coaches, they all know what to expect out of the Buckeyes. We expect them to, they I mean, they're the favorite in the big 10. Uh, they, they're a, a team that a lot of people expect to compete for a college football playoff spot and a national championship. They're going to put a lot of guys into the pros. So as far as gaining, I don't know if they have, uh, there's not a lot of room to go upwards, right? They're more worried about holding on to their spot and not letting somebody come up and, and gain on them. So I think with Ohio State, they're just holding serve as usual and, and them being number two in the country right now is at this point become uh, a yearly expectation in Columbus. Yeah, you know, I think my thought process was in in terms of trying to chase a national title because the aspirations are there this season on on the fall uh on the field i mean they they have those hopes they have those dreams they have i think the roster to be able to do it so uh when you're going on the field and you're trying to impress recruits uh i feel like ohio state's one of those schools right now that has a realistic shot at that yeah and i think you know with with you're expecting justin fields to leave for the draft after the season this is the year to make that happen. If you're going to, if you're going to lift that crystal ball up at the end of the year, I think uh, Justin Fields being in his second year there and and probably his last year in Columbus, this is the time that you'd want to make that happen. We are joined by Alan true. We'll be right back with more here on the 24 seven sports football recruiting podcast. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo, joined by Alan True. He covers recruiting in the Midwest for 24-7 Sports. Alan, it's finally here. Big Ten football. How are we feeling? Feeling very excited. There's, there's, uh, the, it finally dawned on everybody this week. I'm, I'm hearing a lot more chatter about it. I think the teams were so underground given how little access uh, people were having, the media was having to practices and kind of press conferences over Zoom. It wasn't quite the same buildup this year. I think teams wanted to stay a little bit more quiet, but now that the week is upon us, uh, I think it's finally dawning uh, on everybody up in the Midwest that we're going to turn on the TV on Saturday and see Big Ten football all day. There's there's some pretty good matchups early on. Obviously, to kick things off, it gives us um, you know some excitement, and I think there's that wow factor in a matchup like Nebraska at Ohio State. 
you know, you've got Michigan at Minnesota um, and a few others like Iowa at Purdue, uh, which, which could, you know, maybe raise some eyebrows as well in terms of playing styles. Um, which game do you think recruits will be paying most attention to this weekend? Yeah, I, I think first Nebraska and Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State's a, a big name and uh, people are going to want to see the recognizable names like Justin Fields, but also Nebraska's recruited extremely well. You know, they were a top 20 class last year, top 25 class uh, this year, and they get a lot of love on social media. The fan base is very, very active. And so I know a lot of recruits uh, are going to be tuned into that one. Michigan, Minnesota being the nightcap, being uh, two teams who you know have aspirations on their sides of the division. Um, again, you talk about recognizable names. I think at this point, kids know Rashad Bateman um, and, and know some of the guys that are in this game. I think a lot of people are excited to see what Joe Milton does for Michigan. So I think those are the two games right off the bat that I think will, will kind of absorb some of the spotlight on Saturday. In the team recruiting rankings, there are 30 teams or of the top 30, seven of them are Big Ten schools. So the Big Ten is well represented at the top of the class rankings here in, in 2021 in this cycle. And I remember Sam Webb, the Michigan Insider, coming on this podcast and saying that the Big Ten, uh, all the miscommunication between the, the the top of the conference and the athletic directors and, and everyone involved, the presidents with, with making football decisions, they were affecting uh, just the national perception of the conference. I, I feel like he, he said that there was a big black eye on on the conference, given the fact that they canceled the season, they postponed the season. There was so much miscommunication. Um, but now that football is back in Big Ten country, um, how impactful do you think it's going to be for this conference to actually get on the field? And and like I mentioned, with with seven of the top thirty nationally being Big Ten schools, for them to kind of put that product on the field. I think it will be big. And I think now that they are playing, um, you get a little bit more spotlight by, by having your opening weekend this week. Everybody's seen a couple of the other conferences play. And now the Big Ten kind of gets its opening weekend separate from everybody else. I didn't know how much it would affect recruiting, especially in the 21 class with a lot of kids being already committed. But you're, I'm already hearing about kids trying to get on campus to see games, even though they can't be hosted by the schools. Kids want to experience the atmosphere. They want to see what campus is like. They want to. So it, it, having games and events to build those types of self visits around is helping the Big Ten. You can only do so much via Zoom and virtual recruiting. And I think the schools have done a really good job of that. But now you get to add in. Um, and, and I think kids are being smart by going these first couple weekends while the weather is still uh, at least uh, tolerable up here in the Midwest that these kids are getting on campus and, and seeing these games and going to have a chance to see what some of these schools look like, especially some of the schools where, you know, you're changing systems, you're changing coaching staffs. Um, in some of those cases, you weren't even sure what those schools were going to be running. Now they're going to have some film to show the recruits. Ohio State right now, number two nationally, right behind Alabama and ahead of Oregon and Clemson. Uh, then you've got Michigan at number seven nationally. Is this the year that Jim Harbaugh and his staff are, are hoping to maybe kind of take that next step or to get over the hump and to, you know, maybe leapfrog into that conversation as an elite recruiting staff with their performances on the field? 
I think they've hoped to every year, and I think they've done a good job with recruiting. I think really this is the year they want to take the leap on the field. I think this is the year that they want to beat Ohio State. This is the year that they want to get to Indianapolis and play for a Big Ten title. So I I think previously they've put enough talent on the field to do that. Um, And and this number seven recruiting class, you know, is, is around the mark that they've come in. Uh, roughly every year, even in some of the years where they weren't quite this high. When you look back at those classes, there's guys from those groups making impacts now on this team. When you look at the draft results of them putting a lot of guys in the pros over the last couple of years, and and a good number of those guys uh, didn't just get drafted, but you see guys like Mike Unwinu um, playing right now as rookies. So I think recruiting has been fine, but this is definitely the year that they want to get over that hump on the field and and beat Ohio State and try to get to Indy. Alan, before we let you go, we're going to go inside the crystal ball. I know it's your favorite segment. It's my favorite segment. Um, There's a a defensive tackle who is, you know, hoping to come off the board pretty soon. We don't know the exact date right now, but his name is Rayshon Benny. He's a top 247 defensive lineman from the state of Michigan, Oak Park High School. What are we hearing on Benny? And, and right now it looks like Michigan is leading the crystal ball. Yeah, so Rayshon was supposed to make an announcement uh, on the 25th. He has moved that back. I think there's s- several factors for that. I was actually at their game last Friday, and uh, it was their senior night, and he dressed and everything but didn't play. He hasn't played a single game this year due to injury. Tomorrow or Friday, he's going to play in his first game uh, this season. And so I think because of that and the fact that his team's 0-5, but everybody makes the playoffs this year. So he's going to play in his first game on Friday, and then the following Friday, they're going to play in a playoff game. So I think he feeling like it was an odd time to commit um, juxtaposed with his team, you know, him playing his first game and, and the playoffs coming up. I think he wanted to delay a little bit and also kind of figure out how he was going to announce this. I don't think that the delay was because he needed more time on this. Now, it will just by way of extending the recruitment allow teams to try to catch Michigan. I do still think Michigan is the team to beat. I do think Michigan right now, I think Michigan will be the pick. Michigan State has done a great job. They've caught up. They've, they've, they've got one of his teammates committed. They've done a nice job of selling branding, which is going to be something that's very important in recruiting. I don't know that it's going to be enough, but they've bought themselves a little more time here. There's some other schools still in there, Penn State, Kentucky, still swinging at them, but I think it's going to come down to Michigan and Michigan State. And I still, think, I still feel good about my Michigan crystal ball as of today, even though Michigan State did kind of start to cast some doubt in that direction recently. The Wolverines hoping to continue building on that number seven recruiting class in the country. And and the thing that stuck out to me there was everyone makes the playoffs, Alan. Participation trophies? (laughs) Well, you're still going to have to win the game. Otherwise, it's going to be a quick exit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Given it was only six games in the state of Michigan, they said everybody makes the playoffs. So Rayshon and his team, I mean, they could be 0-6 going into the playoffs, but they're so talented. Uh, and they've had so many injuries that they're getting all these guys back that it's not, it's not impossible that you'll see an 0-5 or 0-6 team get into the playoffs and beat somebody.
Yeah, imagine being that team that gets seeded against Rayshon Benny as an 0-6 team and used to have to face him in the playoffs. He's fresh. He hasn't really played this season. Uh, that would be a huge headache for me. Um, so, yeah, Rayshon Benny apparently coming off the board soon and Michigan still looks good. Alan, thank you so much for, for joining us. And like I said, let's let's see what we can find for, for your son in terms of the next hobby. Uh, it was very electrifying, I will say, to, to hear him beatbox for, you know, the week and a half that he, he wanted to do that. I appreciate that. And given the way he operates, I don't know that we'll have to find anything for him. He'll he'll find his way to something. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we'll give him a participation trophy either way. Uh, Alan True, you can follow him on Twitter at Alan True. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Enjoy week eight of the college football season.